reports of a missing person. The mother is on scene and requesting assistance. Unit 527 responding 1039. This is Over the Horizon and Far Away. and welcome back to Over the Horizon and Far Away, a true crime podcast that focuses on cases of the missing and murdered whose stories did not get the media attention that they deserved. It's just going to be me this week. This is Julia, and I wanted to take some time to give you guys a little bit of background on myself. I guess I'll start with where I'm from. I'm originally from California. I grew up mostly in Oakland, but I also spent around half my childhood in Richmond, kind of backing between the two as I grew up. Um, I really like to read. I really like to write and I love to listen to people. With regards to reading, I would say my favorite types of stories are those that were written by people who struggled with substance abuse. I would say that most of the books I've read have been something along those lines in that genre. If I had to pick out my favorite authors, I'd probably go with Toni Morrison and Cupcake Brown. Um, I read a piece of Cake by Cupcake Brown when I was like 11, and then I've read it almost every single year since then. I just think it's a really phenomenal story, and it is such an engaging read. And then I'd say Tar Baby is probably my favorite book by Toni Morrison. That book hit me so hard that when I read it, I didn't pick up another book for like two weeks because my mind was just absolutely shaken by that one. I highly recommend any books by either of those authors that I mentioned earlier. My primary reason for wanting to do this podcast was really just to get some of those smaller cases, some more media attention. I've said that lots of times before, and I'll probably continue to say it. I've noticed in the bigger media outlets, it seems like you have to be of a certain demographic to get your case heard, and that has always really, really bothered me. I just feel like a missing person is a missing person, and one of the biggest ways to get a missing person found is to actually have a large community of people looking for them. So if there is a way to get even a few more people searching for a lost person, I want to be able to in some way help do that. When I was younger, I heard about this phenomena called missing white woman syndrome, and I have found that it is very much a real thing, and it absolutely infuriates me. Yes, of course, we need to be looking for white women that go missing. We need to make sure that they're found and they're safe and they get home. But I want that exact same energy to be given to all other demographics of missing people. Something I've noticed is that men, and this is men of any color, just tend to not get much awareness around their cases. It seems like you don't really hear missing stories about men. And I really just kind of want to do something to change that. And then of course, people of color, you just don't hear their cases as often. It seems like it's starting to get a bit better, but a lot of work needs to be done to make sure there's some more equality in that equation. Those cases about missing people, I've just always found them really, really fascinating. I remember being younger and combing through articles, always looking to find more nuggets about where that person may have last been seen or who they were seen with or what could have possibly happened to them. I remember obsessively searching for new articles about very specific cases. 
One of those cases being Asha Degree, she became something of a pet case of mine. I just constantly look for more information about her. I'm sometimes rereading old articles, just trying to piece together what happened to that young girl. Um, I really hope that she's out there somewhere and her family can bring her home. Or maybe if she doesn't want to go home, I just really hope that she's safe and she's okay. Another one that really stuck with me is the case of Sage Smith. That one is significantly newer, but I'm constantly looking for updates on her case as well. A few years ago, I found this one Wikipedia article titled List of People Who Have Disappeared Mysteriously, and I poured so many hours into reading that article. I started with the newer ones just because I feel like the newer stories tend to be a bit more interesting or will have more information on them. So I started looking from like the 1950s onward. And then when I finished, I went and read some of the really old ones. And when I say really old ones, that article goes back to like 30 BC or something. And I read through some of those. I didn't find those as interesting. So I wound up going back to the newer ones and then rereading all of them and seeing if in that time frame there'd been some updates on some of the cases. Some of them did have updates. Most of them didn't. But I ended up like sending some of the links to the missing people's pages to my friends, asking them, what do you think happened to this person? Do you think they can be found? Most people didn't really have any sort of responses to that, but some did sit and speculate with me. So thank you to those people. Something I've always wanted to get more awareness on is how hidden child abuse and neglect can be. People do seem to be talking about it more often, and it's great that that's being brought to the spotlight. However, I think about how often child abuse is really a cycle, and it's really interesting and just really terrifying and sad at the same time. People are abused as kids and then sometimes they don't get treatment or they don't get validation or they feel like, well, I turned out fine. It must not have been that big of a deal. Then they go on to raise their own kids and then people generally parent how they were parented and that's where that cycle can be ongoing. And it's great that with social media now there's being more awareness brought to it and people are aware that there's child abuse hotlines you can call and you can even call in and see if a case will meet the qualifications of being reportable and that's wonderful. But it can just be so hard to break that cycle and I think sometimes people are afraid to ask for help, especially parents who know that they may struggle with certain things. They may not want to ask for help or maybe not realize that what they're doing is wrong. And that's where there's just often not a lot of stopping it unless somebody can step in. To tie this back to our podcast, with so many of our cases being about missing people and so many of those people being young people, a common phrase you hear from families is that their missing child was labeled as a runaway. And that's not to say that all children run away after being abused. There are certainly cases where a kid will run away because their parents didn't let them go to a party or because they are worried about the grades that they got. But you can bet a good number of them are, at least maybe in the past, we're dealing with some sort of trauma. And what I really want to do with this podcast is point out that when a kid runs away, there are so many horrible things that tend to happen to them from there. I'm sure most people know and understand that, but I just kind of want to highlight that that's often where they're taken advantage of or introduced to drugs or alcohol or even just pulled into the wrong social circles and become victimized. And I just want to change some of the dismissive language that's often used with those runaways. So 
instead of us hearing, oh, they were labeled as a runaway and the police didn't look for them, I think it should be they were labeled as a runaway. And of course, the police started looking for them because that's where they're so vulnerable. Um, a lot of that early time in investigations is where a lot of the best tracking can be done as to what happened to that child. So maybe this podcast can help to point out that we need to be looking for those kids that ran away and offering some help or support or assistance or at least pointing them in the direction of some resources. On resources, there are just so few resources out there for those teenage or sometimes even child age kids that don't feel safe at home. I mean, there are resources out there, but there's just not enough for all of the kids that need help. I do want to take some time to talk about this organization called the Poly Class Foundation based out of Petaluma, California. If you're able to maybe give them a donation or maybe take some time to look at their website and what they offer and send that to somebody who you think may need it, any support that you can give them or can give to those in a vulnerable position can do a lot to make a difference. The Poly Class Foundation does a lot of support to missing kids and their families. They have an array of resources for people who may need them. And then they have people working for them that really do seem to care. So please take some time to check them out. Another thing I'd like to take some time to go over is that if you feel like something is wrong or you're worried about somebody, absolutely take the time to check in with them. A lot of people are dealing with a lot of internal struggles that others just may not know about, and it never hurts to check in with somebody. Ask how they're doing, see if they're okay, invite them to hang out. Isolation can be deadly, and having that community engagement and family support can really make a difference in a person's life. It can make them feel like they belong and like they have a circle of people who care for them. There's that saying, it takes a village to raise a child, but honestly, it's not just children who need a village. Adults do too. Social support and social structure is huge in having a healthy state of mind. And that doesn't just go for those who are comfortable talking about their emotions. Some people have an easier time doing that than others do. A lot of times men don't feel as though they can be vulnerable and reach out and get help. Masculinity might tell them that they need to be strong and they need to be soldiers, but sometimes it's okay to not soldier through something. It's okay to have a moment of weakness and just reach out. So just check in with each other, reach out to each other, take that time to connect with your loved ones. It could really save a life. Okay, a little bit more about me before I wrap up. Um, I have been writing a couple of books, and if you guys would like, I can give you some information on that in the future. And if not, I'll keep it to myself. I don't want to advertise books on a podcast meant to give information about missing people. But if you do want to hear a bit more about that, maybe I'll do a bonus episode and talk about some of the literature. So just let me know on social media if you're interested in that and I can do a bonus episode on it. And if not, well, we'll just keep on with the podcast. Um, then I love to talk about the human mind, different developmental stages. Anything involving children is fascinating to me. I think they're the greatest little things in the world and I just love to learn about them. That's kind of why I spend so much time talking about how they need to be protected because our young ones absolutely do need to be protected and well cared for. But remember, care for each other as well. I hope you guys are going to continue to join me every week and be a part of the podcast journey. It's been a long one and we've poured a lot of work and a lot of hours and manpower into this. So please do continue to engage with us. 
Our first official episode will be released January 1st, 2024. And in the meantime, we've been working to get some more fun and lighthearted bonus content out to you guys every week. We have plans for some really great bonus episodes, and we're probably going to cover some more additional cases as well, some full-length ones about different missing persons cases that may not fit the categories that we usually talk about that we just wanted to get some information out on. And then, like I mentioned earlier, we are on social media. We're on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, TikTok, all those different things. We can be found under all of them at Over the Horizon and Far Away. Um, we're also on Patreon. So if you guys could subscribe to us, please do that. Um, engage with us and we'll engage back with you guys. We want to hear what you have to say. We want to hear your feedback. We want to hear your support. And yeah, just please do talk to us. We'll talk back to you. Um, if you guys could take a minute or two to review us on whatever streaming service you're listening on, that would be awesome. It's a great way to show support and it does help us to get our podcast pushed out to others and potentially some new listeners. If you have a case you would like for us to cover, you can email us at overthehorizonandfaraway@gmail.com, at gmail.com. And we also have a case submission form on our social media accounts that you can check out there. As of now, I guess I'm going to wrap up. We hope you guys are going to join us again next week for some more content. So thanks for listening. Bye.